0: Welcome to Bundle Buddies. Uh, This is a podcast where we play through the Itch.io Bundle for Racial Justice and Equality. My name is Alex
1: Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor-Rost.
0: The Itch.io Bundle for Racial Justice and Equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840 plus creators and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund as well as the Community Bail Fund. This is episode 27. We have played 76- of the 1,365 games in the bundle, thank you for wow. joining us today. Hello, Eric.
1: Hi, Alex. How are you? I'm how doing. You, I'm doing. i doing do- a okay. How you doing, you dude? What you been I had a weird, Yeah,
0: I had a weird week last week. I'd love are to you, talk
1: about it. You want to talk about it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I got diagnosed with uh, COVID on like Friday the fifth, mm-hmm. and then was scared out of my mind, and then the next week tested negative twice like before i should have been able to test negative so i don't know if it was a false positive to begin with i don't know if i had it way before my wife didn't get it my little doggie didn't get it because doggies can't get it i don't think uh, mm. and i never felt sick so it's all very strange to me i don't know how to feel about the whole thing
1: yeah that was really stressful and scary and uh and we i think we just joked about it on a podcast that'll probably come out in like three weeks or something like that but yeah right that like this would then be your kind of like magnum opus in some ways this podcast (laughs) exactly it's like the 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 thing you were you were meant to do on this earth (laughs) it turns out my last gift my last gift to mankind and then like i definitely would have done like the um like new order joy division thing you know with uh, <laughs> where it's just like so all right viewed
0: this this version of the podcast as sort of like the critical consensus of like the most amazing work but like such unrealized potential and you'll go on to be incredibly commercially successful with
1: that exactly it. yeah yeah i'll get like you know like uh jason Manzukis to be my other co-host as we just sort of blast <laughs> off oh, it's not bundle buddies it's bundle pals <laughs>
0: Well, actually, uh, I'm so really glad that you I,
1: you know, all joking aside, I'm very, <laughs> very relieved. I'm, I
0: feel I feel very, very lucky that uh, it was if I did have it, it was the least uh, symptomatic version you can get. I was totally fine the whole time. Uh, today, I've actually felt more sick than I did the whole time I had it. So may, it, may, COVID's weird if, if I do have it or I did have it, like it could be manifesting in strange ways afterwards. Um,
1: but who the fuck knows, man,
0: what a weird uh, era of existence for living
1: yeah it sucks it's awful which is why we play video games i've been playing apex legends with my buds (laughs) and um we we like uh camille was out of town this weekend and so i got home from i went drinking with a former bundle bundle buddy brian rodriguez mcgovern and then got home drunk and it was like uh 9 p.m. here which means that it was midnight in indiana where other former bundle buddy bundle lieber uh andrew haywood was and i was like well whatever let's see how let's see if he wants to (laughs) play anyway at midnight like basically booty called him to play and we got another friend and we played for like five hours straight uh oh my god there was a point where so you're all dropping down right and like you run you scramble the up guns you all shoot at each other at the ring constricts we all suck at it right because we're you know adult men and um in you know all the good players are like 13 but there was this point where we were all dropping down and one person flew out of formation and kind of we all landed at the same time and you don't you don't start off with anything but there was this utter glee as we surrounded and punched to death this guy that was just sort (laughs) of like an an explosive mirth where it was like this sort of like full realization of like you know maybe we had been bullied as kids or you know like we're bad at this but like suddenly we knew like in this moment we had this guy in a way that like I don't think you ever have that feeling in that game ever like that that feeling is like oh thank god i got a kill like because i'm yeah <laughs> i'm terrible at this but it was just yeah. like uh i should have been a bully in high school it is fun as
0: fuck finally having that feeling of being an apex predator in this, uh, or it, and, you know forget that you're finally having that feeling of being an apex legend
1: top, this will be it this will be the uh this will be the thing anyway if anyone's out there listening and uh, you have the opportunity to be a bully. Fucking go for it. It feels great.
0: Um, this week's uh, guests are James and Claire from Skybear Games, New Zealand. They're a two-person development studio that are. Uh, they're also married to each other. Uh, we mm. played their game Nine Lives of Nim back on Episode Twelve with Tim Lyons. Uh, this podcast is interesting. We recorded a full one with them in January. We lost the first part of the interview. We get to know them and uh, re-recorded that like a week or two ago.
1: So yeah, Asaga. you're having
0: the, you're having the most recent, uh, like, uh, recording with us and them now, and then you're hearing a conversation that we had back in January right after. So you're doing some time traveling. It's a
1: I, real. Like, I joke in the episode,
0: but ocarina
1: it's, it's episode. of time. Wait, did you make the ocarina of time joke?
0: No, but we you talk about the ocarina of time in the episode too. So some good foreshadowing going on. I feel like but we've we
1: like. Talked about Ocarina of Time a lot. Yeah, no, they're great. They're so fantastic. I, I, it was like, it was actually kind of a treat to have to come back just so that we got to talk to them again. Because I know they're they're fantastic, and and it it makes me, it makes me feel like we're like international.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, there are people who I want to stay in touch with. I hope I get to visit New Zealand someday and meet them in person. Um,
1: Same, absolutely. At, they're gonna they're gonna listen to this and they're gonna be like, oh god, <laughs> we yeah. don't want these people coming these to, fucking, coming these, here. These freaks, unbelievable! We don't want this um, like coronavirus-ridden America, American, to come wreck our beautiful country. That it seems. to Hello,
0: be- can I please have some Sauvignon Blanc? <laughs> A wonderful grassy Sauvignon Blanc.
1: Um, tell us about this week's cause, Alex.
0: Well, I want to say first of all, I googled. I, I we. I picked out the cause. I remember to email them for the cause last minute before the podcast, but I had Googled uh, a cause that I was going to do from New Zealand. And then I was like, no, I should do some research on this to make sure that it's like legit. And I Googled the name of the cause and it said serious, like pr- government probe into scam <laughs> charity. Oh, <God. laughs> I was like, wow, that's why you always want to do your resource. Yeah. Research before getting into the cause. So the, the cause, they got back to us before we recorded though. With- uh, a really wonderful cause. It's our first environmentally themed one, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week's cause is the kakapo recovery. They're only uh, spelled K-A-K-A-P-O. There are only two hundred and five kakapo alive today. Help them ensure a brighter future for kakapo by donating to kakapo recovery. The donation will go to the Maori Ora Kakapo Trust uh, Fund. One hundred percent of the donations go to the health and vitality Maori Ora of this critically endangered species. And Honestly, the URL is too long to communicate here. No one will be able to get it down. So just check out our Twitter page uh, for this episode, and we'll have posted uh, that. Or do a Google uh, search for Kakapo Recovery. It's uh, through the New Zealand government website because their government does good things. Mm. Surprise, surprise. That seems great.
1: Sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, it sounds great. And they got all that great Sauvignon Blanc. (laughs) Uh, we donated to the Kakapo recovery and if you donate to them and send proof to bundle at gmail.com bundle buddies podcast at gmail.com we'll shout you on the show
1: sweet let's get in it dude
0: let's get the frick into this freaking thing mm. i'm so excited mm-hmm. and, um
1: here we go i'll see you on the flip side doggy. <laughs>
2: I feel like our child would sleep through sirens
3: anyway. He just, when he gets <laughs> sleeping, he, he starts sleeping. <laughs> Solidly
1: <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. Um, would uh, Would the two of you like to introduce yourselves real quick? Yeah, just let's do that. So that we, we'll make it formal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay um uh, i'm claire dunning of sky bear games i am well last time i spoke to you guys i was a software tester by day but i'm actually a full-time theater producer by day now and yeah. video game designer yeah. by night uh yeah
3: uh kia ora. i'm james i'm a librarian and i'm also a um writing my first role-playing game Which I'm apparently stalled on completely and utterly. So that's (laughs) (laughs) You're ninety thousand words in. Yeah, I'm ninety thousand words in. I've just gone to the bit where I've got to write game mechanics now rather than story stuff. And
0: uh, we We should say, so we recorded the first part of this conversation. We recorded this episode first back in January, I believe, uh, as James uh, uh, reminded me earlier. But we recorded in January. We got the whole game review portion, and then it turned out that the opening portion where we just discuss our lives and what's going on and our history with video games (laughs) did not record so we are recording this part many times forward and we'll be time traveling oh yeah where when this conversation ends we're going to go back in time to hear the (laughs) first conversation (laughs) with the game reviews so please be excited for any incongruencies (laughs) with the time jump it actually feels like We know you a lot better now. We've talked to, you know. Yeah, we've talked a few times now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So (laughs) it'll be much uh, more formal and like a little awkward with delay and stuff like that after we're done talking. But why don't we start? (laughs) We had a great conversation last time. I'd love to hear about um, both your guys' histories uh, with video games specifically. And then also, you know, if we can dovetail that in a little bit about Skybear and what's going on with uh, that that would be fantastic. Cool,
2: cool. Okay, um, all, all right. I sort of my first introduction to video games was watching over my dad's shoulder on um, uh, his Cam- uh, Commodore Amiga. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what number it was, some sort of number behind that, and uh, watching him play that. And then I had, my cousins had a PlayStation, and my brother and I were just like, oh, what is this, <laughs> this new hotness? <laughs> we need this in our lives. And so one Christmas. I think it must have been eight uh we finally got that coveted playstation and we probably covered it in stickers <laughs> um, <laughs> such, such <laughs> regrets such. what
0: kind of stickers are we talking here? oh i'm
2: talking really embarrassing like 90s like pop hits so it's like oh. It's got like Insane right. and Backstreet Boys and <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Awesome. yeah, beautiful, fantastic. I, I feel
0: I feel like that would bring the value
1: up of one of, like for an original PlayStation.
2: <laughs> I do actually. It's pretty like retro and uh, yeah. Uh, um, what
1: what are some of those uh, early PlayStation games you had?
2: The first thing we ever had was Crash Bandicoot, oh, and uh, we were it. really yeah. bad at it as kids. We watched our uh, I think it was like maybe nineteen or something. We watched our our cousin he was staying over for like one summer and he just clocked the whole thing in front of us and we were just like what <laughs> how is he even um but i've se- i've since done that like it was i was probably about 19 actually when i managed to have the uh dexterity needed
1: um uh sorry claire keep going keep going after playstation uh um, where, where'd you sort of go
2: yeah. I think I was thinking about this the other day because um, I was thinking about, like, Pokemon, how I like huh. I, won a, I won a Game Boy Color. I basically, there, there was, like, this little school newspaper, not, not like, run by my school, but it was, like, sent out to, like, schools in Auckland. And they sent out this one that had a, a competition and it, won a Game Boy Color. And I'm pretty sure I, like, found a stack of them spare or something and it was just, like, yoink, huh. filled in every single one, like, about 130 <laughs> things. Sent them all in. And I uh, got. <laughs> so That's at least uh, cool. my work paid off. But um, <laughs> yeah. So I actually still have it. It's oh, like a that. Pikachu, yellow, um, gay boy color. And I think around about that time. Oh my, my god, brother that got rules! To the PlayStation in his room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's legit. Um, but yeah, my brother. Why? Why my brother got to have a TV and a PlayStation in his room? I don't know. My brother got to have a lot of things <laughs> that I never got to have. Uh, but um. <laughs> i think at that point no no he was younger so it was very Uh, much like i was you know carving the way i was like fighting like when we were older you know when i was like 16 or so i was like fighting to go out to parties whereas when he was 16 it was just like oh yeah no fight needed it's just a matter of fact now like yeah when you're 16 you can go to your friends places and yeah whatever Uh, (laughs) but then um I think i got really into computer games more at that point when the playstation was sort of more his thing so Mm. yeah Mm. uh my my, yeah yeah it was a little bit uh um my sort of seminal um texts if you want to think (laughs) of them that way um a hugely influential on me are like uh final fantasy um um, a whole bunch of those i haven't played every single one actually no the only one i haven't played is is 14. Oh. Okay, yeah, I've literally played every other main entry in that series, um, <laughs> Pokemon a little bit, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, and like visual novel games and life simulation games, which definitely comes through in the genres of games that I am making so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, we'll get to that in a second, James. How about how about you? What's your uh, <laughs> what's your journey uh, of gaming?
3: Yeah, so I was never as big an electronic gamer. We never had a console growing up. So I'd go over to friends' houses and go, whoa, what is this thing? This is amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I started gaming on the Amstrad, <laughs> which is uh,
4: pretty that's old right, now.
3: Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> Yeah, so we had classics like uh, Jet Set Willy 2. you we were this little white blob that ran through this very pixelated house avoiding the yellow blobs and the green blobs and the blue blobs. it's a
2: trip it's a trip i seriously recommend like getting an emulator and trying it it's yeah. so weird uh, yeah it's this
3: <laughs> massive mansion you've got to pick up all your things and you could like if you went to the far end of the house you could get on your yacht and sail off and
2: i've never seen that. if
3: you got up to the top of your house there was a um there's a spaceship, and you could go on a spaceship and blast off, what? and then you could <laughs>
2: oh my God. go through the
3: spaceship and get to another dimension. Who
2: and is willing?
3: I don't know, he's a jet setter. <laughs> uh, and so like, <laughs> all, uh, all my family, me and my sisters, we'd play this, and we had this map of, like, this is where we've managed to explore, and we think that there's somewhere that you can go down here, and, and once every couple of months we've managed to Find something new oh my and put gosh. it on the map.
2: I love it.
1: Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's super fun.
3: That's really
2: cool.
1: Uh, Where would you go um, after that? What's uh, what's your games after after that?
3: So after that, we got an actual PC uh, with Windows ninety five, hey. and it was like <laughs> massive, oh. massive jump. What you could do with that though. So um, <laughs> a lot of the early games that I got then were sort of bargain bin games but have sort of informed my taste in games ever since Mm -hmm. so my first Uh pc game was warcraft 1 Mm. orcs and humans oh wow yeah Mm -hmm.
1: so incredible
3: uh and so from there of course i went to warcraft 2 and warcraft 3 and yeah i had a stint on world of warcraft
2: (laughs) quite an extended (laughs) how long (laughs) did you play how how long did you play world of warcraft for
3: Oh, I can't remember how many years, but it was until like, oh did you get, like into it into it like until Mr. Pandaria, I think. Oh, okay. I ran my own that, guild.
0: That feels like a while. <laughs> oh wow!
3: Um, Does the guild was, still
0: exist without you there?
3: No. <laughs> no. Oh. Um, oh, and. Yeah, at the time I quit, I was max level, and had, <laughs> I, I had a number of them. So that's was, definitely
1: World of Warcraft is definitely one of those games that I saw and was like, I'm not, I can't, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I felt that, that was exactly my if experience. I, if as I well. if I crack this open, then like, that's it. I'm de- Like, this would be the time to get into
0: World of Warcraft, or it would have been. I feel like now been. we're we're. <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, like
1: leaving the time where it's okay to pick up World of Warcraft again. That's okay. So oh, yeah. I still I've managed to continue to dodge it. It just seems so yeah. fun. You can run around. It like really you does. does. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, there were times where it was like, this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. Um, <laughs> the first time I flew on a griffin was like, <laughs> this is everything that I ever wanted. Yeah. For the
0: listeners, James has the same look in his eyes as like an addict reviewing like the time they spent <laughs> with the drug. Pretty much, yeah.
3: Um, apart yeah, from that, nothing, though, nothing since has quite been the same. Heroes of Might and Magic.
2: <laughs> oh yeah,
3: Heroes of Might and oh, Magic yeah, is also a favorite of mine, and that's when I introduced to clear. Yeah, and, yeah, we um,
2: play it hot seat all the time. Yeah, well, I'm not so much. Not now, all the time, can, but, but just like yeah. every
3: so often, we'll just be like, hey, remember. Heroes of Might and Magic, and then we'll load it up and have a game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Then we always uh, go too big. Yeah, we, we're yeah. like, let's do the biggest map. And, oh,
2: no. and then, like, three months later, we'll be like, oh, yeah, we never, we finished, never finished that.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's okay. And a lot of role-playing games, like Knights mm. of the Old Republic, mm, cool. uh, Neverwinter Nights, Baldur's Gate.
1: Did you, are, did you play, like, tabletop? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, uh, yeah, my main gaming is tabletop gaming. Uh, I have a Legend of the Five Rings tabletop game tonight.
1: So, oh, cool. That's which good. ones? I, I actually don't know Legend of the Five Rings. What's the the sort of...
3: Oh, boy. You know. <laughs> get How solid. long have you got? Oh,
1: no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my floor yet. is yours. Uh, no, <laughs>
3: is, it's uh, based on... Japanese and Chinese and sort of Eastern Asian history and mythology. And, oh, cool. Yeah, so this is the one we talked about this last time,
0: where they oil. like the they were yeah. like the oh, tournaments yeah, okay. would decide what would happen, right? Like is this the card like game? The, yeah. Re- yeah, the results.
3: Yeah, so there was a card game of it, which I, I played for a very long time. Some friends of mine got me into it in high school, and uh-huh. so then I played that all the way through uni until it stopped going. And there's also a, a role-playing game mm. set in the same world. Oh, great. So just recently during the latest lockdown, my friend said, Oh, we should do something. Yeah. We'll do a online video role-playing game. Uh, Hey, what about that legend of the seven rings thing? And I was like, wow, we can do that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We can do that.
3: (laughs) I could just do a one-off. So I've got the next seven adventures planned. Ah! (laughs) um... For, For electronic gaming, uh, I think I told you about this last time, two months ago. Uh, another sort of seminal experience I had as a child was once when I was on a plane flight to the UK and <laughs> there were computer screens in the seats ahead of us. And, you know, back then this was like, what? What is <laughs> this? You can have a personal screen rather than just this giant drop-down one that you can't see at the front of the cabin yeah. where they'll put on a movie that, you know, there'll be some guy two rows ahead of you whose head is in the way Uh, so yeah personal (laughs) script and it had a game on it and I started playing this game and I went this is the greatest thing I've ever played this is amazing and then half an hour in there was a bug with the system they had to turn it off uh, and so for years and years I was chasing what was that game what was that thing and we found out it was the legend of Zelda and (laughs) Sort of more recently ever since we got together, you brought all the consoles into the house mm-hmm. and so I've started playing console games uh, oh. and that was when I found Zelda Zelda is amazing and so I've very 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 slowly playing my way through all the Zelda games. Oh wow it's so I'm up to hand. Zelda yeah. four <laughs> <laughs> And that's a great.
0: link to the past right?
3: Uh, Or is that three? Awakening, Link to the Past is number three. Mm, That was the one that I played on the plane, and it really—I remember
0: that story. That story stuck with me, just like that feeling.
3: Fantastic. Yeah, I love it.
0: That's so Mm. fun.
3: It means when I finish this one, I get up to Ocarina of Time, which is Mm. supposed to be the greatest one of the whole lot. So,
0: Mm. I would like—I want to just like instantly like tear down your expectations for this game because it it's it's very 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 good but if you're playing it
1: now i don't see you know what i mean i'm not sure if it'll like hold up quite the same it's way it's got sort but... of that final fantasy 7 issue right where it was just like revolutionary for its time but like
3: that was a while ago
1: yeah everything is kind of yeah. like taken from that and improved upon like it's it's sort of the foundation Ooh. by which yeah. games are kind of created at this point actually ocarina of time is the only zelda one that i've played yeah Uh, it's a good it's a it's a it's a good great game and
0: a very good one don't get me wrong Mm. but i'll be curious to hear your thoughts james so
2: let's eventually you're just gonna yourself and break the wild. yeah i'll just skip ahead to breath
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean honestly that that one (laughs) is that game that frigging game Ugh, Alex is about it.
1: Alex can kind of divide his life into into two phases, and it's before and after he played Breath of the Wild. But it's just sort of like now he kind of like moves through the world like just a little bit lighter. Like he's just
0: sort of well, I I see a uh, mountain in the distance and I go, I could climb that, and then I go do
1: it. Before Breath of the Wild, ah! I would never have thought to do that. <laughs> Oh. He gets murdered by giant yeah. monsters just randomly and goes, I got to figure out how to beat that thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my life
0: is richer for it. <laughs> um, so, that I mean, those are like such wonderful gaming origin stories. Like... How has that informed the games that you guys make at Sky Bear Games? Because I I realized that I didn't mention this, but the the reason we connected was we played one of your games, uh, The Nine Lives of Nim: Fortune's Fool, a wonderful uh, visual novel that we played on the podcast. And, uh, you know, you guys reached out, uh, sort of just thanking us and also, you know, starting the lines of communication. And we wanted to have you on. And, you know, now, a couple of tries later, we've been on your podcast, you've been on ours, and we're finally going to release the episode so we'd love to hear a little bit yeah. more about the, you know, the games you make and, uh, you know, how uh, that, uh, you know, the process behind making them, but also the way that's influenced your game playing now and what you like out of
3: games and maybe how you evaluate them.
2: Sure, sure. Um, well, the first thing we did was actually a board game together. Yeah.
3: Um, back when we were secondary school teachers. High we, school. High school for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we designed a board game. And it was about uh, cats. cats. <laughs> this is an ongoing theme throughout our gaming.
4: <laughs>
3: cats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we made this board game, and that was our. It was first... all right. Like it yeah, wasn't. It wasn't perfect. Yeah.
2: People enjoyed it enough, and it got it got published by a local, um, Kiwi publisher, Cheeky Parrot Games, and uh, yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, I was like, just um trying out this engine called RenP and um going oh you know what i really i really really like this mm. um maybe programming isn't this hugely unattainable thing that i sort of maybe thought you can it have was. Fun with it, yeah so. maybe i can actually do this and so i went to retrain in programming and ended up getting a, a job in software testing which i was in for the last five years yeah. but and to start uh, off with this was yeah. just
3: a little sort of hobby that yeah, you were doing yeah. while you were going i'm looking for an actual job but while i'm doing while i'm looking for an actual job mm. i'm just gonna you know, play around with some yeah, exactly. programming yeah. and just mess around with this idea that you had.
2: So with a with a, a game jam, um, Renpey has an annual game jam around about, actually, yeah, March. So like the one this year would have started already. I wanted to take part, but I was like, I'm, You're I'm not. You're a bit busy. Yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a bit busy. Um, I'm actually still working <laughs> on the one from last year, trying to get that up to a release really standard. But uh, yeah, so I made what was at the time called Prince of Cats and i sort of just went i just had this idea to do with shakespeare and cats and i, I thought okay i'll just chuck this together and and see how it goes and james was like oh when he when he played it at the end of the month he was like oh, i think you've got something here like yeah. you know you could actually so it's basically like a service.
3: play a fully playable demo yeah 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 <sighs> cool uh and and so yeah for ages afterwards i was saying you should go back to that you should finish that off that was mm-hmm. yeah. You know, there's real potential there yeah, it needs a polish, and but, you know, you've got something.
2: The actual real thing that was standing in my way was I just needed a little bit of cash to um, pay for art. So yeah. we got our friend um, Jade to do mm. the art for it, and also having a Kickstarter for that helped um, pay for extra art. Like, people could actually, on the Kickstarter, they could get their faces into the game. Or so. more
3: importantly, they could get their cats' faces. Yeah, into yeah, the game. yeah.
2: So their cats, um, you, you might see cats hanging
3: out <laughs> And that's, yeah, yeah so that um, like a friend of mine has got uh, a printout of the game with the shot with her cat in it yeah. on her locker at work. Yeah. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and yeah, so that, that went out, and um, people who um, had bought it and, and were into that genre were pretty pleased with it. So I thought, yeah. okay. Um, and then I, I, like, a month later, had my baby, and <laughs> baby, and then um, about six weeks, into, yeah, about six weeks into maternity maternity leave, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready for like to have a piece of work to be doing
3: to something uh, you can just yeah, do casually I can do when you're not.
2: Yeah, while the baby's sleeping, or... I, you know, I could just play video games all the time, and there was a great deal of that. I played Persona Five, um, <laughs> in the first like four months of life, um, but yeah, no, I spent like maybe about. 10 to 20 hours a week um working on my next game which is wonderland Nights: white rabbits diary it wasn't called that at first but there's some exciting news coming up for that one but i'm not allowed, we're to, not allowed to talk about it, it. yeah <laughs> so we're wow
0: maybe
2: the end of the Ooh, we'll, get it, we'll get it we'll get it off mate yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah. but it is um well, it is out in china this... day, and it's yeah, almost the Japanese and German and Spanish translations are almost finished, and uh, mm. I think they're doing French as well. Oh, I can't actually
0: remember. Oh man, awesome. that's so cool! <sighs> <Yeah>. So
4: <laughs>
0: it, it's it'll be amazing. Maybe this maybe this recording news. also won't work, and then uh, we can release <laughs> we'll release it finally <laughs>
1: when you can Don't share that piece that. of information <laughs> with us. Well, I, you know like I every time we talk to you 2 I'm like it's, you, you are so, like, upsettingly productive. Like, like, I just feel so <laughs> jealous. Uh, I'm just like, how, and then you had a baby, and you were, like, st- like, what? Like, I have trouble, I, you know, <laughs> we, like, my, I
0: like, making coffee in the morning, right? Like, I, <laughs> I'm i actually, I'm jealous you finished Persona 5. That game is, like, <laughs> oh. it's so huge.
2: I've been trying to get back to it because I, I, I haven't played Roy, um, the Royal Edition.
3: Say nothing yeah. to Strikers.
2: Oh yeah, Strikers just came out too. Like ah. I <laughs> yeah. Basically said
3: that you want it and you need it in your life.
2: Honestly, it's it's not one hundred percent. Yeah, you. It's not one hundred percent healthy. Like I did reach a point last month where I was like up in the middle of the night because my baby wouldn't stop crying, and then the next morning I was a zombie, and I realized that like. I realized automatically. My thoughts were like, if I got in the car and like rammed into a tree, I'd be in the hospital, and then I could finally sleep.
4: Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a real
2: dark place, and it was like, you know what? I think I actually need to reach out and get help now. I think yeah, this is going too, too far.
1: Like, well, I'm, is, I'm- I mean, that like that's very reassuring because I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I can, I relate. Thank, to that thank everybody. you so yeah. much. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're this is
2: great. Can get very unhealthy at times, and I'm. I'm honestly, I I do sort of want to get my life to the point where it's like I can just make my video games and see a mum and sleep. Actually, like,
3: sleep. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it tends to be that you compromise. Yeah,
2: because like. at the moment it's like I'm working like three full time jobs, and like James yeah. only gets like a little look in. Like we used to play so many games together.
3: Yeah, it was. We don't yeah, do that well, anymore. A couple of days ago, you were like, if you want to play. Role-playing games on Zoom with your friends every
2: night—that
3: would be okay. Yeah, go ahead. You go can ahead. just ask them <laughs> you know, Yeah, like, every night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's like passing ships in the night sometimes.
3: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I have that. I have that sort of thing with my wife too, where she's just super. Not busy. me.
0: We're both unemployed, and we're just around all the time taking care of our new dog. <laughs> Things are great for me. Uh, <laughs>
2: has been really good for us because we've. Got- in time with arthur and um each other and
0: each other and yeah <laughs> that's fantastic i'm glad you guys are getting some time for each other it, it is really hard i we're both uh eric and i are both newly married and so this has been an interesting year to be married for the first time yeah. because I don't know. There, there, there are so many uh, facets of re- relationship that you don't necessarily address when you're just dating, and then you become engaged, and then when you're married, it's like, oh, this is real, and we're here forever. We better work a little harder on some of these things that maybe we've been sweeping under the rug for so yeah. long. You know, we uh, so it,
1: we it's been intense. We on uh, like we have to do our taxes together for the first time, and so oh. like I was like Saturday. It's tax day and Camille had, like a little fit just because it's like
2: I, it's funny because
1: like we have like i you know if like travel plans are like booking a hotel i'm the we're like the exact flip where she's like okay we're gonna do this thing and i'm like I hey, can't we just like get there and get a room so <laughs> uh-huh. so i can't get too upset i'm just happy that you know we both get we both procrastinate different things except for like taking out i know trash right both. yeah that's yeah. where we that's, yeah. that's
3: useful it Can be like complimentary
2: yeah he's the middle of the garlic bread and i'm the ends of the garlic bread so thankfully <laughs> so that's, there's no fights of over that, that. <laughs> a happy marriage
3: is made
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh this is uh this is very good advice for two newlyweds right here i'm gonna go <laughs> So After this, I'm gonna like go sit
3: down with you Katie ate the and eggs like. And I ate the breasts.
2: Yeah, yeah, you like yeah. You like chicken breasts. Whereas I'm like, no, dry, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, uh, the, legs, the yeah. legs, yeah, yeah, not do that I... anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, James, I'd love to hear a little bit about um, your game design experience and kind of what got you to game design.
3: Sure. So yeah, my first game that I designed, like we said, was the. Um, uh, well, it's the first game you've published, but
2: like, you've been designing things for a very long time. Actually, yeah. yeah
3: Actually, yeah. if you go back to it, the very first game I designed was back when I was like, oh, seven or mm. eight or so.
1: Oh, did you invent Tag?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you found me out. You
1: me. <laughs> wow, it's an honor. such an honor. You know,
3: I invented a card game called a, oh, Enchanted Forest or something. It's so cute. Um, and it was one where it was, i guess it was kind of like magic except you used the cards to lay out a sort of board and then you went through it and flipped over the cards to see what you found cool. and all the rules were in my head uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the cards were actually written on the cards so i just had to tell people like this is what this means, this actually, what that
2: it, just, means. it just makes me think of you haven't mentioned so far is um like yeah. game books had a big part in your childhood. well i haven't there,
3: been like, talking yeah. about the sort of Um, The role-playing side. Physical role-playing side. But yeah. um, uh, So tabletop games like Magic the Gathering, Mm -hmm. like Dungeons & Dragons. Game books like Fighting Fantasy and Lone Wolf Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. really influential on me. Um, So yeah, so for game design, that I think was my earliest game. Mm -hmm. And I remember that when I was at Teachers College learning how to be a teacher, we had to come up with projects that were pretty like mm. impressive mm. things because there was really tight competition for jobs and mm. so mm. you had to be able to show that you could pull out something ridiculous so i made greek democracy
4: the card game
3: the card right, yeah. <laughs> oh and to create the different laws that made yeah, up yeah. ancient greek democracy some I mean, educational games
2: but like you were, you were a, yeah. a dungeon master and a game master like through all of this as oh well sure as
3: yeah, yeah yeah so uh, um that's how we met yes actually running dungeons and dragons at a game store oh that's fun. <laughs>
2: Because I was yeah. like, I, I heard about Dungeons & Dragons from some American friends that I was talking to over, over, online, and I was just like, I want to play this, like, how do I get into this? And I bought, like, a starter set for 40 bucks, and I was like, how do I, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll game master for my friends, I can do this, and it was such a painful experience, so I was like, okay, where in Auckland can I find someone who actually knows what they're doing, and I'll just be a player, and I'll, like, learn from, from experiencing what they do, and so that's how I met James. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Wow, He's this is like we met you thought.
2: I looked at him and heard him speak about with such enthusiasm about I was just in my head I was just like, This is the nerdiest guy I mean. <laughs> 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 really Went wrong. And I wasn't wrong. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <Aww>. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I actually I, we, I want to hear about your the the RPG you're working on right now. Otherwise, yeah. I would have 100% ended the conversation right there because that was such a cute segue <laughs> into the next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, but James, please, tell us all about your current project yeah.
3: and, and where it's at. So, just like how... Um, it's actually I the same say, amount of time. I like... want to say Prince of Cats. Um, yeah, I know. Nine Lives. No. Yeah. Uh, how just Nine Lives was something you yeah. made yeah. and then I said, this has really got potential. This is really, you know, this is good um so the project formerly known as dragon princes oh yeah, yeah now yeah. retitled yeah. dragons of Tyrenia for better <laughs> copyright potential <Sure. laughs>
2: because there's a netflix series called the dragon prince so yeah yeah anyway <laughs> a great um,
0: series i loved it
2: i haven't no, we, watched it to watch yeah yeah
3: anyway um so i was working at a gaming store after i left teaching before i became a librarian And I would run the Dungeons and Dragons nights and everybody was getting really sick of the official uh, adventures for running in the store. And so I said, okay, we're going to, we're going to make our own campaign setting where you can really influence what's going on. And we'll have, you know, multiple tables running in the same world. and That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. So we did a survey and found out what the players are interested in. And then we went out for dinner and sort of took their, ideas about they wanted something that was still european but maybe a little bit different from normal and smashed it out and so dragons of tyrrhenia is a world that's based on the italian renaissance very so clear. there's rich powerful city states which are all competing with each other militarily politically economically artistically uh Instead of the princes that we had in the historical renaissance, though, they're all ruled by different dragons. And it's yeah, so cool. the different
1: so cool.
3: families. Each city's got their own different theme. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so every time I've run a game with it, people have gone, oh, this is really cool. This is really cool. And after after I stopped working at the game, I went, well, that was a really cool world. But that's all over now.
1: Uh. And
3: then Claire went, no, this is this is really good. You should keep working with this. And then uh, we had another group of friends who we were teaching d and d to, and I said, "Well, I've got this world that I made, uh, you know and and I ran it for them, and they went, "Oh, this world is really awesome. We love this. This is great." And so from there, it's been, like, something that's been in the back of my head ever mm. since.
2: Basically, everyone who he's um, GM'd for, whether they're, like, a new D- uh, D&D player or, like, a more experienced one, has just been like, this. This, this setting, is good. I want to be living in this. Yeah. In and yeah. so,
3: like, when so, COVID yeah. hit, uh, and suddenly we were all stuck at home, I started writing it up mm. for Dungeons & Dragons. It's a little bit more, sort of, gritty and realistic than D&D, which is mm. very, like everyone can just throw fireballs at the snap of a finger. Yeah. yeah. yeah and this yeah. wants to be a little bit more grounded and a little bit more, um, is morally ambiguous what I want to say? It oh, is nuanced. nuanced. Nuance. nuanced. Yeah. Nu- morally nuanced. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Mor- morally nuanced.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's very much like about the political corruption going on. Yeah.
3: And, and um, all the different yeah. dragon, all the different good dragons can say, what we are doing is absolutely the right way and they can all back it up with you know this is the best thing for everyone um but that's their that's their opinion yeah 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 <laughs> you've sort of got yeah.
2: We actually like did this big event at um, Armageddon Expo as like sort of like the Comic Con.
3: It's, <laughs> it's a little bit smaller. <laughs> it's
2: than a lot Comic-Con. smaller, but it's sort of like, <laughs> like New Zealand's version of Comic Con, and like yeah. we had a table there, and and James. We ran a massive, massive, yeah,
3: interactive event where we taught people how to play Dungeons and Dragons. We got them to sign up for one of two factions, yeah, yeah. both of whom are lawful good. So. They should be on the same page, but they had completely different ideas about what it meant to be lawful and good. And so they were at war. Oh, wow. And so players got to sign up and they could take part in the adventures and the choices that they made day-to-day would influence what happened on the next day's adventures. And it was horribly complicated and probably way too much effort. It was way
2: too (laughs) much effort, for the amount of people we actually talked to, but... um... You know, it, it but it was pretty was cool, still, yeah.
3: and at the end of it, the bronze dragons conquered the silver dragons' capital, which was so and... yeah, it's
2: really funny because we didn't expect that to happen. Because and, yeah. and even with people walking up and voting, like a lot of people looked at the silver and they heard our pitch, and our pitch changed like several times. Everything we were like. Here's turns the out if pretty... you call one
3: faction fascist yeah. they lose
2: <laughs> well like here's the pretty ah. Um, ah. dragons who are into art freedom, <laughs> and freedom and here's the you know, very like spartan looking bronze militaristic dragons, militaristic and there are the invaders and it's like who do you choose the invaders or defenders and a lot of people go oh well the defenders obviously, yeah, obviously. but then i went okay how do i how do i change this up how do i um, do so, a bit of propaganda and sort of sway yeah. the, the balance of... You need to mix um, a yeah. bit more. So I started saying like, okay, so you've got the Silvers who are a little bit like hypocritical neolib, like let them eat cake, sort of, don't really care about the poor <laughs> versus the, like, yeah, these guys are invading and they're a little bit tyrannical. They, they want to sure unify. Yeah, they want to unify. The they want guttry. to make sure that everyone's fed and all humans are going to get health care and you know they might genocide one type of dragon <laughs> oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you
1: know
2: and yeah. with that more people started voting for bronze so it really was all about like how this like, is like this
0: is a conversation people. worth having in our own society so <laughs> yeah, i appreciate yeah, you guys yeah. getting it started yeah <laughs> Um, so the games we play this week, speaking of which, uh, let's start with uh, Boomtown uh, by KitchX, ZeroXAFBF, and Nagameko. It's a 3D-style arcade puzzle. Uh, description, Boomtown is a game of plastic build, of blasting buildings, creating roads of gunpowder and to blow everything at once. Place the bombs in the level, rotate them to where you want them to go, add the arrows to direct them, let them loose, and ignite them all at the same time. You only got one chance. You better connect to make the gunpowder trails blow up everything at the same time. Uh, this was a game jam game. Um, what did you guys think? Let's start with Skybear, and then Eric and I will pop in after you guys have had a chance to
3: sort of explain okay. your piece. Well, when I started this one, I was really charmed. Um, the music. <laughs> yeah, we were humming the music afterwards. After it stopped playing, we'd still like be humming days the afterwards. theme song <laughs>
4: Um
3: and i quite like puzzle games like that and so i really wanted to like it
4: <laughs>
3: um but no matter how hard i try you know I, so i started off and I just you know played around with putting the bombs down and putting down the arrows to make the bombs go in different directions but i just couldn't get the crossing the tracks to work
2: yeah, I actually played around mm-hmm. with it more last night, and I did get crossing the Oh, you did get work. it to work. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I placed the bombs, like, way further away from each other than you Yeah, did. I had mine very close yeah. to
3: each other to start off with, yeah. but they'd all yeah. immediately cross each other's tracks. And so. my
2: highest score that I managed to get was 165, but I see on the actual, the itch site for it, they've got 220 is the highest score that they actually, like, show mm. in their screenshots, so yeah but i didn't really have the (laughs) patience to keep trying yeah Yeah. it felt like like as you say it's a game jam game it felt like a proof of concept to me and it's like if there were more levels Mm -hmm. and i think it could be really cool and and where
3: you have like uh in the first level it's like you've got to destroy this one building now you have got to destroy these five buildings now you've got to do it but you've Mm -hmm. only got one bomb um Mm -hmm. now you've got to do it but you've can only
2: do lift turns or yeah, it's like a proof of concept yeah.
1: and it's something that could go somewhere but yeah yeah no the the aesthetics kind of up top i was so excited when i yeah. like saw the like thumbnail for this game i was like oh, this is cool you know like i think i downloaded it at like you know like I was just sort of, like, in a bad mood or something like that, and I downloaded it, and I was like, this is going to be awesome, right? Like, bombs, cityscape, just, like, cool. Yeah, I want to, like, blow shit up. And then, like, I, at first, played, and played is maybe a, is, you know, that's not, like, I played maybe about 15 seconds of this at first and was like, oh, no, just like, no, no, no. you know, like, just kind of like, it it, it was like getting a, like, a birthday present, but, but like, the box, it's like, you know, like, the box is, is like, for something that you actually wanted, and then inside of the box is like, it's like, I got you a pan, or whatever, right, just like, it, it was so, like, (laughs) I was like so fr- like frustrated because like yeah I think yeah. you're right like aesthetically sonically like it's kind of it's they it's like oh cool this looks like a thing you know like the graphics looked like up top like they were gonna be like cool and fun to interact with right like that nice little like yeah. DIY sort of style graphics and then and then yeah the game itself was just really not. Um, it's a game jam game, right? So it's like, right. you know, kind of, like a little, thro- like a little thrown together. Maybe thrown together is not the right word, right? But it, it, a little kind of too.
0: Well, th- yeah, there's, yeah. It, it, I think that uh, the idea of proof of concept is a really, really great way to look at a game like this, you know, where it's, it, you know, mm-hmm. we talk a lot about it on the podcast about it. it's tough to evaluate a game like this. That is just the, the, the shred of an idea right there, you know, that where it's like, Oh, I could see why this would be fun if it was further sort of like, um, you know, elaborated on and, and they develop, added challenges so. like you guys are saying. Um, but, but the, 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 Problem I had with it was that, like, the the I couldn't even get the core conceit of it to be very fun for me, you know, as it was going along, yeah. unfortunately. Um, and so, uh, the idea of kind of like, uh, it's interesting, Eric, because I, I had a similar response. This game kind of reminded me of the N64 game, uh, Blast Corpse. Have you ever heard of it?
1: No, no, you, the, the premise
0: what? of Blast Corpse is this is a truly insane game, it was one of like the launch titles for N64. There is a car. That has a ton of nuclear warheads on it. It has short circuited and is just crawling slowly across the United States. And you uh, represent a company that runs like a ton of demolition equipment that has to blow up everything in its path (laughs) buildings, mountains, roads, everything. And so they. Every level I they constantly that. build upon that of, like, raising the stakes. Uh, and You start out with, like, bulldozers, and then you eventually get to, like, mechs that do different things. There's one that has a jetpack that does, like, round slams, one that does uppercuts. It's just, like, all kinds of goofy <laughs> shit. And yeah. at the start of this game, I was like, this feels like Blast Corpse. I'm going to have fun with this. And I was like, oh, no. It's it's very different. It's, no, very different. Yeah. it's yeah. Not, a, not a thing uh, where you delight in the explosions. It's uh, a thing where you kind of, like, Strategize what the explosions will be, you know, as it goes on. And to be totally honest, I couldn't even get it to work. I couldn't figure out how to make the things explode.
1: It took me work. a little while. Yeah. I mean, like, you, so you create this like gunpowder path and then you have to light that and you hope that the lighting of that kind of ignites the other gunpowder paths that you've kind of created. There's a board game where you're racing and your robots, um, And, oh, yeah, yeah, you've played, you're you're familiar, James. Um, But, like, so it reminded me a a little bit of that, um, just because, like, the putting of the, the placing of the Mm -hmm. um, arrows and stuff like that is, like, okay, you want to kind of, you know, plan your sort of thing out. Yeah. Kind of, like, in advance. The fun thing about Robot Rally, though, is that then, the interaction of everybody else's robots kind of puts your like programming kind of, it like makes it crazy. Right. Like, so it's like, I want to go like forward, left, right. But then like, you know, somebody else's robot gets in front of you or something like that. But there wasn't really that kind of a thing in this, right. Like it was just sort of like, you can plan as much as you want. uh, And I, yeah, there wasn't an invitation, you know, like th- there wasn't this invitation to play with the game mm-hmm. so much, right? Like you're not really, yeah. inv- you're invited to think, right? Like you're invited to kind of like look at this and think about it instead of interact with it. Yeah. And I think the that that is that, maybe one.
2: Yeah, yeah, the main thing that made it hard to do that, that reinteraction and and to reiter- reiterate on your own ideas was the fact that it just didn't have a reset button. Like, if it had a reset button, then there would have been more, like... Mm-hmm. It would have like been easier to play
3: around oh, that didn't work. Let's try again. Yeah.
2: Whereas but, you had to just quit out of it and load it all up again and wait for it to load to try yeah. a different strategy. Because to me, it, what it felt yeah.
3: like was doing a Sudoku puzzles, mm, mm, mm. Except a Sudoku puzzle where oh, you numbers you've got to... <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: yeah. Which is like, I mean, I think that that's... Uh, i I think that that's an interesting kind of conceit for a game but i think you know like if if this is like a proof of concept or something like that then like maybe the next step in this is like give me a level one right like give me a level one which is like really small you walk the bomb there you blow it up you did it correctly thumbs up give me a level two right like that 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 would inspire a little bit of like, oh, okay, now I know. Like, it's almost like we started on the last level of this game, right? Where it's like, and if I have up until this point played enough so that I'm like, okay, awesome. Like, this is a huge map. I really just have to try and nail this. Like, I'm going to be more inspired to return to something like this in order to try and play it again. Because that's... Mm -hmm. I don't know, that's what games are. <laughs> they like, they invite you to, like, try and, like, do better than you just did, right? Like, that triggers that weird part of my brain. Um, but this didn't quite have that thing there.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So um, what do you guys think? Uh, let's go around. I'll start. Am I a pass or a play for this one? This one I am, unfortunately, a pass on. Uh, as a proof of concept, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff here, but I didn't really have a sense to get drawn in enough to really get into the gameplay loop and enjoy myself. And I'd love to be welcomed in a little bit more uh, to do that. Um, Eric?
1: Yeah, I think I'm also a, a pass. I Again, like aesthetically, you know, buildings, bombs, kind of like weird, you know, mechanics that you can kind of see up front. Uh, I'm there for it. This, you know, it's a Game Jam game. I don't know what um, plans kind of you proceeded or proceeded uh, this. You know, I, I think that there's potential for this to be a really fun kind of set of mechanics together. But the game itself was not quite there. So I'm a pass. How about you two?
3: I really want to say that it's a um play but it's just there's just not enough there i feel like the developer of this one could probably go back to it and with like even just like a week of extra just adding in a bit more stuff and tweaking it could do something really cool with it but right now i hate to say it but it is a pass from me too
2: yeah same here it's a pass from me because it's ultimately once you've done it and you've sort of gotten as far as you want to go there's no point there's in no trying. replay really, yeah, exactly.
3: yeah can i do slightly better
2: that's what i want from it i want replayability that just doesn't
1: feel that way yet mm-hmm. so yeah i'm a pass yeah so we haven't really we haven't exactly talked about this yet but um as game designers you're yourselves how uncomfortable do you feel about <laughs> passing or playing on some on some of these things is it like do you feel like you're like uh do you feel like a level of sympathy or like are you are you just ready to throw bows and like throw down and be like stake your claim the shit's bad are you kanye west right now and you're like fuck this i can do better than this or is it like no i i know how difficult it is
2: (laughs) it's very nuanced like i I'm not going to say I could do better than this because this is not my style of game. Like, I wouldn't know the first thing about how to program this game. So, I well, i look at this and I'm going to go, go like, Oh, cool. Like, they've done something that I've got no idea how to do. I have no idea how hard or easy this is. Um, I don't work in that engine, but I, I noticed that it was the Godot engine, and it sort of makes mm. me think, like, uh, there are there technical limit uh, limitations to this? Is this an engine that I want to investigate using or not? And I, I need to do more hmm. investigation because I'm not sure that this is the best um, representation of it, perhaps. I know that there are even some Godo games that are on Switch. So, like, uh, y- yeah, it sounds hmm. like there's a wide range of variety of what you can do in it. But um, James is far more critical than me, usually. Yeah, I,
3: well, I'm not the... Um programmer clears the programmer so for me um normally i i'm just looking for something that's going to entertain me and if it doesn't
2: mm.
3: i'm not going to keep playing
2: and he's my harshest critic yeah. too so that's because yeah we've had
3: so many play
0: reasons james you are speaking <laughs> eric's uh, language right now <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> so um yeah i don't really have any skin in this game so, yeah,
2: it's. I do Perfect. feel a bit of sympathy, but at the same time, like, I don't. I also have sympathy for the players, and I don't want to <laughs> mislead in any way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, moving on to the next game, uh, we have got Atomic Reconstruction by TKX, a 2D puzzle game. Atomic Reconstruction is an atmospheric puzzle game where you have to use the power of fusion and fission to create and modify specific atoms or groups of atoms. Experience 33 unique challenges in the atmospheric world of chemistry. Okay, I will say out the gate that I couldn't get this to run on my computer. So, unfortunately... Uh, But also, I came very close to failing chemistry uh, when I took it for summer school. So, you know, probably a net positive for me.
3: Um. I'll reply to that one, too. Yeah, Um, go for it. I I hated science at school. I had a couple of really (laughs) bad science teachers in a row. And so I was interested in the subject. And then after a couple of years of that interest getting drilled out of me so I could get this one to work but I just didn't care and it, I felt it was very <laughs> sad really unfair, but, and it's like it's not a reflection of the game and it's just me I personally just didn't care
1: yeah so there's um, there's like a, a pretty like approachable game I, I know that you've played it before, Alex, but like where it's like you have two twos and you can combine them to make fours, right? And then like you get fours and six, like there's, there's and it's all squares. And it's like, I, I've seen tons of different maps for, you know, that type of game, right? Where you're kind of taking apart and combining. Um, and then that grid game, you know, I probably one month was just like, you know, probably poured, 50 hours into it right and so i think that like there the this game is kind of playing in that toolbox but it felt like homework like it felt like i was (laughs) kind of like in high school and it was like honestly like perfect if you're a chemistry teacher you know like and you're assigning extra credit or you've got a you know like a Friday to fill like this game is right there for you you're taking apart atoms you're putting them back together cool (laughs) but it's it was definitely yeah James I had a similar feeling to you where I was like I started it out and I was like oh Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is what this is. This is this is. I because I also I had a similar. I loved math in high school and like as soon as you get to like actual real world applications of that math, I was like,
2: mm, that's <laughs> not what
1: I like. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Claire? How do you feel? So I'm going
2: to be the dissenting voice on this one. I actually okay. It's a bit strong to say I loved it, but I enjoyed it and I played it the whole way through. I. Oh, I really love puzzle games and I just sort of can just get into this zone where I just want to clock it, even if it's not like this one definitely was lacking a lot of features that you'd expect just, you know, from playing modern puzzle games like the, um, is it 2048, that one, where you're sliding the grid, and threes is the same sort of mechanic um, yeah, it was missing like, you know, a quick reset sort of, um, uh, undo buttons and um I mean, not not every game comes with undo buttons for sure, but um, it, I was playing it on. My...
1: But these last two definitely haven't, and Claire is gunning for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I was playing on my laptop, and it was very unfriendly to play on a small screen. No, like mm. easy scroll, like I had to keep. Moving it, the camera around and stuff. I don't think it's. I definitely don't think it's for everybody. Um, but for me, it was addictive. And that sometimes these puzzle games just like yeah. sink their hooks into me, and I want to. I want to beat them. And it had this definite goal of like, there's 33 levels, just.
3: just that in. was something I like. I did appreciate. You know, we were talking about with the last one how we wanted it to scaffold what it was doing and build up to create a challenge, and that was something that this one did do. To be fair. It did start That's off with a really true. simple challenge and go, okay, now you know how it to did. do that. Well, even advance then, up to the next uh, one. And...
2: Simple, but it didn't, I don't know, for like maybe a child, I don't think it would have explained itself enough. And like, yeah. child Claire would have wanted to play this. Adult Claire got into it and went, okay, this is going to be a bit hard, but let's do it. um I i feel mm-hmm. like it could have done with like more scaffolding. Like, you know, it had the scoreboard at the end of the game, which had a bad bug in it, by the way, because like, you know, you try and click on the scoreboard, but the the screen, it would click straight through. So you would click through to the main menu and just go to like the level that (laughs) you couldn't, you couldn't actually (laughs) see which level you were going to. And I've had this problem. This is one of the problems when I was um, programming the menus of Nine Lives and something I'll have to re-encounter again when I reprogram the menus. But if you forget (laughs) to make your screens, the word is modal, um, then if you click through, you might be clicking a button on a different screen that oh. the player can't see. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I would have, I would have liked something like maybe there could have been a par for each puzzle, like do it in a certain number of moves. Um, there could have been the mm. scoreboard could have had fabricated leaders on it already, so you can sort of look at your score and go, ah, oh, okay, I answered. Fairly well, or oh, I didn't do that well. um But as it was, I just I sort of had no idea whether I did well or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just sort of like, did you get through the level? Okay, cool. That was then my. That was you the- did it, great. <laughs>
3: yeah. Also, yeah. In the that they Science. That they say you know this is this is an atmospheric game. And it's, mm. Is it though?
1: yeah no it's very it's definitely very technical and and it's also like how much how much game design is there in this right like in some ways you're just taking kind of the rules of science and then you're saying that there's a game here and I and, and in some ways there is but in some ways that like the creative game part element of, of of the design is sort of a little lacking, right? Like it's it's not. Well, and part, like it's
2: one part I. Was, uh, how far did you get? How far did you get through?
1: I not I didn't. You know I played four levels and and was just sort of like. Okay,
2: mm-hmm. like in the twenties, it actually starts becoming more of a game. But you have to play through oh, okay. all of it Like, yeah. it starts restricting the amount of space that you have. And so the choices you make oh. actually become super. But that's so, like, that's, that's like, cool. the last five minutes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I still, I, I do think that, like, this could be a really fun teaching tool. Like, if, and um, yeah. that's about where I am
0: it would be nice to imagine yeah. that maybe this game could help rekindle or or connect someone's love of science, you know, uh, all over again. Maybe if we had had this when we were in uh school, uh, it would have undone the awful work of uh, all these <laughs> terrible teachers we had. Uh, but uh i i i will um recuse myself from giving this one a, a grade since i was not able to play. Uh why don't we start start with you uh Eric, what do you think? Are you pass or play?
1: Yeah, I feel like, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to be a, a soft pass on this one. I think that, yeah, I I mean, everything that I've said. So, you know, again, I think if you're, a you know, sixth grade or even like freshman high, high school chemistry teacher and you uh, – you know want a little bit of a kind of interactive way to teach your students about fusion and fission and the interaction of molecules cool you know like this is this is great for that it'll give you a nice little fun kind of like brain puzzle in there but there is just sort of uh yeah i don't know it it didn't i i yeah it not just it just as far as a puzzle I wasn't like drawn in and attracted to it, right? And I think that that's kind of a risk that I think that that's sort of a anytime you make a decision when you're like creating something, you're there's just going to be some people that are like not on board, right? As somebody who's like not totally stoked on chemistry, I'm not like, oh, fuck yeah, a chemistry like simulator, like and 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 it even like like if you think of like the fun parts of chemistry like you know like combining things in order to make like weird explosions or bubbles or like you know like this didn't this didn't have like this took just all of the like sort of you know like high brain interactive like pieces of chemistry and and tried to make a game out of it and um the puzzle seemed difficult but i'm not uh i'm going to be a pass on it how about uh, how about you, Claire? Dissenting I'm vote.
2: Soft am soft play. I I'm only okay. if you're into puzzle games and only if like the hard mathsiness and like you say, the lack of explosions doesn't immediately turn you off. It really <laughs> it really does become a maths game in the end. Yeah. Like it's hardly a chemistry game, it's just like ultimately, if you think about it, the um, the chemical symbol letters are just there as flavor. Because all you're actually doing is combining the numbers. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mm. agree entirely with Eric here. Um, soft pass for me. With one coat of paint over it, making it look a little bit more fun and having little explosion effects and stuff. <laughs> you could make something that would be really fun for kids learning this stuff. But pass.
0: This next game was... Very interesting. It's called Dialogue A Writer's Story. Uh, It's by T Powered Games, the story-rich visual novel. Dialogue A Writer's Story is a PC Mac game about conversations, writing, and science. In Dialogue, you play out a year in the life of uh, Lucille, a writer working on her science fantasy novel, whose content is highly inspired by her neighbor Adrian's research subject, biochemistry. Okay, this game is freaking wild. It is like (laughs) you crawled up in someone's head and are just like existing in their brain and the specific way they approach human interaction uh, through the lens of like writing in this incredibly specific, a little laborious and tortured kind of way. Um, having said that, uh, this is a like an honest to goodness game, uh, like mm-hmm, compared mm-hmm. to maybe some of the other things. It, it's got a full voice cast. Uh, there are different levels. There's different sort of uh Play styles within those levels where, where you're interacting in different kinds of ways. Um, the, the, at the core of it, you are sort of in uh, these like conversation, sort of like storyboarded pages where you find specific elements of the conversation that you want to pursue, which branches off into another element of the conversation which uh, may fulfill certain thoughts that you have that you want to get answered as it goes on. Um, Within that though, there's a lot of questions about like what the point of that is or like whether or not the decisions you make actually then affect what's going on because it's very hard, at least from my experience, to tell like just why it is happen- what's happening. Um, uh, then there are sort of front-facing, more visual novel things where you are applying some of the skills you have used to tease out more information from people. Um, so that's sort of, this was, I think, the the game most that we played this week that has the most to actually sink our teeth into about it. Um, what did you guys think? Mm. This is like, this is just like bizarre. I mean, I think I did like it, but it is so strange to sort of like, to, 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 to do. Uh, let's start with, with you guys, uh, Claire and James.
2: I loved this game. It actually took me a little while to warm up <laughs> to it because so here's a little confession so you know my two games that i've made so far and the third one that i'll release in a few months they're all visual novels but like
4: Mm -hmm.
2: there are many games in the visual novel genre that i don't like um and Mm -hmm. it's the ones where it's just lots and lots and lots of text and not a lot of choices Mm -hmm.
4: and
2: there is quite a few of them because some people go more on the novel side rather than the game side of things. And so at first I was really scared that this was one of those because there is a lot of dialogue and it is called dialogue. Um, There's a lot of, and not only is there a lot of dialogue, but it's like a lot of it is super mundane. Like, it's such a British game. Everyone's just talking very normally, oh. being very polite to each other. Um, there's no massive, there's no really conflict. There's a couple of characters who do sort of rile each other up a little bit. But I, so I, at first I was a little bit wary, but then it just utterly won me over with its mechanics. And yeah, I was hooked.
1: Hmm. James, how about you? So
3: I felt very sort of hot and cold about this one. Um, On the one hand, so I only played the first couple of levels of this one and I really appreciated what they were going for with the conversation trees and the sort of branching paths Uh and the, the way you could travel back to parts of it and you'd get something here and you'd try and use it over there in the conversation. It reminded me of a really cool browser game called Socrates Jones, uh, which is sort of like a philosophy simulator game. Uh, And it's got a very similar sort of mechanic to that. And so I really liked that and I appreciated that. Um, And it was doing something really unique with being, like you said, so much in one person's head. But at the same time, the whole way through I was thinking... Is this going somewhere? <laughs> what is it oh, yeah. about?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. so I have a pet peeve. I feel, I feel like these, like, I'm gonna be Mr. Negative on all of these, but I have a like, I've got a pet peeve about first of all writing about writing, <laughs> and like, and then second of all writing about writer's block. Where I'm like, you know, I, I actually don't have to participate in your, like, creative block. Like, you can, that's that's your responsibility as a creative person to get through. And then when you get on the other side, let me know what the good stuff was that you had to work through. But to make something about the process, like, your difficulty making something is, that's to me, like, I you're kind of making me do your... Your homework with you, yeah. right? Like, that's like, like, I, you, if, if there's something in there that you want to show the world, that you want to explain to the world, and that you want to, like, give to the world, then yeah. But if you can't figure that out, then, like, there might not actually be a thing in there, you know, like, so, so I think that, like, kind of from jump, this, 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 yeah, there was definitely a little bit of, like, wow i can't you know like i just you're you're like say that again
2: It's, it's almost to me like it's becoming one of your rules you got, so you don't, you don't, <laughs> a, you know, Eric has a role, so it's the spike rule. And if you're in a game, a platform game, and there's spikes, this, if the spikes are pointing up, they better only kill you if you land on top of them. If you uh. walk into the, field,
0: in
2: like, yeah. and I agree, but yeah, it sounds like writing about writing is one of your new rules. <laughs> well,
0: I, yeah, I mean, I think that's a life rule for Eric.
1: That's just, yeah, that's like, it's, it's kind of just sort of a like you know books about it movies about it just like i don't want to you know like and it's so funny because like there's you know like there's not a lot of paintings about painting or like about my inability to paint you know or like or maybe there is but like it's writing is one of those unique things where people feel like it's interesting to talk about the fact that they can't figure out what to talk about and and um you don't
2: like the paint, sorry i'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so one thing i do want to say in this game's
0: defense having said like i have never played anything like this you know it's I mean? strange
1: yeah no you're right i mean
0: which is like one of the things about it that, like, uh, was I think very charming and cool. Was, was And I was trying to think to myself because there's an element as you're learning the rules, like early on, where it's it, it felt like nonsense, where it would be like, oh, but by the way, like, for, don't ignore a thought because that might lead to a quizzical, you know, like, just a <laughs> word that I have no grounding in it. I was trying to think, like, if I had, if I had, like, started when I started playing, like, turn based strategy games or something like that, there was probably a lot of, like, heavy lifting. I had to do to understand these concepts. But now, whenever I play a JRPG, I just bring so much of that with me to, like, my thing of the genre. So there is, I think, some of that at play in this that that made it a little more laborious to get through early on.
1: And um, it's almost – it was strange, too, because it, it felt like the main character wasn't – like, I was ready for this one dude to be the main character, but then, like, you kind of sh- – the main character shows up at the end of that conversation like and is like sorry about those guys over there and you're like wait who who am i following here i mean i think that they're like okay i've been i've been mean and so let me say some nice <laughs> nice things uh, the the process of the character talking to their main character or like or like this new possibility of a main character and these characters like being really kind of cruel like they like the character the characters that this person wants to write are like assholes yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And i think that that's really funny um and then also like this sort of there's something maybe haunting about like the way in which this sort of like narrator Like to get through a conversation with somebody requires so much of this sort of like deep diving, analyzing everybody's kind of like smallest, tiniest details in their conversation. Right. And like going back and forth and like that's wild like that's so strange and surreal and like and the fact that it's that a lot of it is mundane right like it makes it even more bizarre because it's like how do i piece through this like you know normal kind of how are you what do you do sort of conversation it's like Oh, better ask him about, yeah, I don't, it's very, it's, it is fascinating. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's weird, dude,
0: You're <laughs> walking around in this person's skull a little bit and like, man, what a place to be.
1: Yeah, mm. but it is like, I mean, like, and maybe part of it is like, it might be one of the, like, you know, this, this is maybe one of those games about anxiety that didn't say up top, like this is about anxiety, like know, this yeah, is an I anxiety game about it. dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so maybe I think a thing that I'm reacting to is, like, actually that, like,
0: Maybe this is how we meet. <laughs> it's not feel. a positive feeling to feel that way. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's like, I, you know, like, there was a point where, like, I was trying to get through an email, right? Like, I was trying to, like, send off this email. And I'm rewriting this email in this game. And it's like. <laughs> i've done that like i just had to do that (laughs) and now i'm playing a game where i'm like rewriting an email in this game (laughs) and i'm trying to figure out how to correctly talk to my like publisher well
0: so i that was one of the things for me about it is just the idea of like you know it's kind of torturous in like this very specific way of like oh yeah sometimes life is you're you're learning how to be a human in this game Mm. a little bit but it's like you're learning from a a robot (laughs) you know of like but but it's 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 that's the it's wild is the only thing (laughs) i can kind of say about it that idea
2: i can see your point of view and i I can absolutely see how this is not for everyone at all when it started to win me over because i was initially like as i said you know i was like whoa whoa that's a lot of text and 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 the first three characters, I didn't love the art. It, I, it grew on me as we met more characters, and actually as we got exposed to the UI, and I got more of the like, oh yeah, she's a writer. Everything's writing themed, and she has a little okay, her bedroom like, and she keeps her like thoughts and perspectives and stuff in a little box up in her, bed, in, in her bedroom closet, and she can open up the box and like she's got a little notebook with each different idea, and, and mm. I really I really liked that. I thought that was like a special way of organizing a menu making it be this part of the room artifact that that she has i liked that we were constantly going between three different styles of exploring a conversation as much as like the email one was a bit slow for me because i want to just like click through the things mm. multiple times and see my options and she would always have to have a, a, a sound cue in there each time but like you know it wasn't the worst and the emails were always shorter than everything else seeing the seeing a conversation as a map as like rooms that you can go into oh and also like everyone's everyone's conversation had a different background i thought that was so incredibly charming because it was like Mm -hmm. here's this person's personality represented in this physical way but yeah exploring conversation and, and unpicking thoughts I think I, pre- I appreciate that, like, I'm, I don't really suffer, or at least I don't think I suffer from anxiety, but, like, I appreciated the idea, like, when you're listening to a conversation, but you have a thought in the back of your head that you're trying to answer about someone and finding the answer through the conversation. Mm. I, d- I, I appreciated that. Mm. I, I think I actually mm. liked the cool. map levels more than the just straight, like, dialogue, time ones because i've seen and i'm also developing one i've seen a lot of like timed dialogue response ones before but whereas i've never seen anything like yeah a I, map I like the
3: dialogue maps yeah and to me this felt like a i don't know thought simulator mm. for mm. this is what, <laughs> i love this that. Is how other people like <laughs> you know, when you're having a conversation with someone and they're kind of like not quite on the same page with you and maybe getting a bit anxious right. maybe they're going through the conversation in their head going like oh god i need to get this thought in but how do i
2: i just remembered another one yeah i just remember another, re- another reason this one's a really weird reason but like a, a reason why the game hooked me really early on was that you know so she meets adrian she gets this thing of like research 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 now i really want to have a researcher in my story and she meets ranel the character who is gonna be the researcher and he was an asshole to her and I was like no Lucille don't change your mind why are you like you know inventing this completely new thing that wasn't part of your story i think i always assumed she was like way further through her story than she was so i thought like no don't do a massive rewrite just to like insert this random character who's got nothing to do with your story and i was like i as the player was like choosing all the dialogue options to fight against ronnell because i was just like no you're a dick no (laughs) Back up and also I like let Coldana be the I felt really sorry for Koldana. I wanted her to be the main character. But then I met her and she was like, No, I'm happy. And then but there was also a part of me that was like, Are you really Coldana? Like, are you really happy? <laughs> are you just being accommodating as the woman? Are you just being accommodating like you know so often happens? And then you meet another character, if you go even further, you meet another character she randomly inserts from meeting someone who's even more of an asshole. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh She's very
2: she is extremely impressionable yeah and like as a writer i get it and it, it, just to me i wasn't sure if the story was don't be overly influenced by others decisions and so that's how i started playing it i was fighting for lucille to have more backbone and eventually i sort of realized mm-hmm. that like that wasn't actually where the story wanted me to go but, like, I'm mm. also not actually 100% sure where the story wanted me to go, to, to go because I, now that I've unlocked everything, I actually finished a playthrough and I wasn't sure if I was going to mm. replay it. But now that I've actually played it and I have now unlocked, like, the the thing that shows me that I have five more endings to get, now I want to play because now I can see, like, the end goals. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, like, I haven't, I haven't actually unlocked an ending somehow. Like, I have finished the game, the credits have rolled, and I'm in like New Game Plus, but I somehow not- that wasn't, that wasn't an an ending. ending. Like there are five endings, and what I got was no. not. An not ending. one of them. I don't. That's I don't bizarre. understand that. That is. But- uh,
0: that's absolutely bizarre. That is so <laughs> again wild. Is what is what I I yeah. would like to say about this game, sort of through and through. It's it, it, like the that first interaction. And Claire, I think you're kind of like getting at something, which is really interesting is like in that first interaction with the Fictitious character, I did not get a sense at all of what my specific choices I was making there, how that interact, like how that would actually like affect the person I was talking to, which for a game about conversation, I just felt like it should be a little more clear. There was also just a lot of choice right there. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, you make choices Constantly right there, and it's the, the not having a sense of how things are being impacted was uh, very, very strange to me in, in sort of this kind of a game. And then, having said that, like the fact that it so much of it is going so much is going on under the hood that like you can play through the whole thing, and the choices that you make like might affect it so much that you don't even get an ending to the game <laughs> is again wild to be wild wild <laughs> I, did, I did
2: actually get an ending like my brother um, yeah. lucille's brother and and i had a conversation of like um so you know you you're showing the the draft of the novel to publishers and how it's going and that's cool and like that was this scene after the credits so like that i thought that was an ending you know but yeah. apparently there are like endings that are more indie than (laughs) that
3: I actually kind of like that idea of, of, to me, like I said, it felt like getting into the head of someone who's maybe neurodivergent, um, neuroatypical. And so I kind of like that idea of you are obsessively picking over this conversation, but you have no idea Mm -hmm. how they're taking it. Mm Yeah, <laughs> there was a big part of that Did for me, it's for me
0: too. That I, I, hey, you know, I, I'm going to have to go back and play some more of this. But uh, let's uh, let's go through quickly about our passer play. I'll start. Uh, I am 100 percent a play on this one. Um, I like visual novels. This is a bizarre uh, entry in the canon of visual Ooh. novels, and uh, well worth a play to check out just to see this kind of. This person has created an entirely new sort of mechanic within this genre, which is not something you can say about a lot of these games. You know, where they, they so much work goes into it that they've actually built something very new and very interesting. And for that reason alone, I'm a play. Even if it doesn't tickle me the same way that uh, you know some some other games that we've played that are like this, like for example, Nim did. Um, so I'm I'm a play. Uh, check out this this uh, this this thing. It's it's something else. Uh, eric toss it to you
1: yeah I um I think I'm gonna pass on it unfortunately you know the it is I think maybe <laughs> maybe it's like a little bit too close to like an actual lived in experience like it just like it's it's like it very much simulates be like a frustrating mind thing um very accurately and so I think um because that's not exactly something I want to live inside of. And I think I I turned to games um, for a different reason. Like, I turned to games to try to escape maybe some of my, like, brain not behaving in the way that I want it to behave. Uh, For for that reason, this one in particular is not. uh, But I, you know, Claire, I loved what you were saying um, about why you found this fascinating. So I think it, this is again, it's also hitting my weird pet peeves and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, unfortunately I'm a pass. Uh, what about you two?
3: I am play, because you need to make your own decision on this one. I don't right. feel like this one tell you <laughs> what you should think about it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Whereas I am play, but like if you're not a visual novel player this might not yeah this might not i bring you in if you want something action oriented but yeah if you're a visual novel fan i think like you say this has so many new mechanics to it i think it'd be quite interesting
4: yeah
0: before we end i would love it if you could speak a little bit about the projects you have coming up right now as skybear games uh, both the D and D campaign, but also all the wonderful games that are are on the docket because there was a lot of cool stuff. And then share uh, what's going, like where people can find you online and, and the different projects you have going on there.
2: Right, do you want to start? Sure.
3: Okay. So my project that I'm working on is Dragons of Tyrenia. It's inspired by the Italian Renaissance, with all of these different city states which are competing with each other, uh, politically, economically, artistically, militarily.
2: And oh. it is a, you yeah, haven't what it is, an RPG it, setting. Yeah, it is a
3: role-playing <laughs> setting for Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and all of the cities are ruled by dragons, so it really gets into the sort of historical side of the Renaissance. I have been living in this world for the last, what, four or five years now. Um
4: seven,
3: Really? It that <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I, I've been using this book for a while, and so it's lovely to Time actually flies. get it out there, hopefully, yeah. this year for Kickstarter. We
2: have our inter- inter- in blah, 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 introductory guide, um, and it's it contains an adventure, um, like a one-off, uh, one-session, or maybe two-session adventure, um, for D&D Level 1 players um, on our H.I.O. page, skybeargames.h.io. Um, and there's
3: a 12 adventure game jam set in the world
2: there is yeah (laughs) there's a little bitsy um, thing that i made in 12 chapters to be part to be part of the bitsy game jam that ran over all the 12 months of last year um my two games obviously there's nine lives of nim are in hopefully february but i am in a show next month so might be a little later i am going to re-release nine lives of nim with full voice acting, I'm going to, um, as we said earlier in the conversation, um, but that that got missed out, was I've taken on board a lot of the feedback from you guys, I'm going to make the menus a lot nicer in terms of a tactile experience, I'm going to try and trim down the exposition and turn it into like a nice scaffolding instead, rather than just being text, text, text in your face all the time, and uh, yeah, a few other little improvements to life. And then what's happening with that and my other game, uh Wonderland Nights White Rabbit's Diary, is they are both in the hands of two different companies. Wonderland Nights has already gone out in China in simplified Chinese and it's uh, and they and nine lives of them is next for them. And both games are being translated into a number of European languages, Japanese, and will hopefully be hopefully this year on switch and ps4 and possibly hopefully even android um if can manage it. and uh and they have got another game coming up later this year um but yeah all of that you can you can find that on hio we've got a podcast of our own which we will have you guys on very soon um,
0: <laughs> very excited
2: and that's called the sky bear games podcast Yeah, Yeah. all of this stuff you can find at skybeargames.com. It's got links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, Discord, uh, YouTube, Twitch, all the things, (laughs) all of them. There's so much.
0: That was great. What a fun podcast.
1: Oh man, you know what Alex? I think that you and I are getting really good at this.
0: I wholeheartedly agree. Our guest next week is Claire McFadden. She's a comedian based in Chicago who uh, in the regular times tours with the Second City, but she's also a writer for Jackbox games, mm-hmm. uh, makers of the Jackbox Party Pack. Uh, so we have a classic industry insider episode. Uh, we yeah, get into like the nitty-gritty of their creative process. It's really fascinating. <laughs> conversation yeah it's it's
1: it's like it's it's one of those things where you're like i i feel like there's like comedians who like you meet and like you don't do bits it's just like a hundred percent sincerity like let's get into it and like that's kind of what it felt like it was just sort of like oh no 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 we're not joking around we want to know (laughs)
0: We were talking shop and it was so interesting. I don't know. She's, I think an incredibly talented and creative and like interesting person just in general. I've always been super impressed by her and her work, but let's uh, draw the games we're going to be talking about and the playing. They are even in Arcadia by Phoebe Shalloway, an atmospheric experimental exploration game with gardening, uh, narrative, sci-fi elements. Uh, It's a unity game. And it's an art game. It was actually a senior thesis. Uh, and next game is Not the Robots, a 2D array tiny build game. Uh, it's got procedural generation, action, strategy, roguelike, and stealth elements, and then Cube Fall by Cavalry, a action, score, text, single player, two-colored game. Um, cool. That's it for this week of The Bundle Buddy.
1: Alex, I love your dumbass.
0: <laughs> I love your dumbass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like and subscribe to us on
0: Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there and track us down on the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter. That is it.
1: Goodbye. 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 Love you, Eric. Let me do that. Bundle Buddies is produced by Alex Honnett and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email Podcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi!